This is Meet the Movie Press. It is March the 15th, 2019 on the show this week. South by Southwest, the recap. Uh, Marvellous box office and no Hemian Rhapsody sequel. Plus the big releases and the box office and more. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. Hello, my name is Simon Thompson. You can find me on social media at showbizsimon on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow this show on social media, it is at Meet Movie Press. Thank you for joining us. Uh, with me, as always, uh, a panel of veritable people. Uh, <laughs> Dimitri, first of all, who are you? Where can we find you? <laughs> at, th- at first I thought you said vegetable people. Keep talking. <laughs> We've got a lot uh, to get my through. My name is Dimitri uh, from the Popcorn Talk, Meet the Movie Press. You can also find me on Anatomy of a movie, and you can support me on the Twitters at dmovies1701. Scott, welcome back from South by Southwest. Welcome to <laughs> Are You Welcome? We find Thank you. you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M, and you can go to weliveentertainment.com to read up on all my South by Southwest reviews. Dude, you were busy. Yes, very Super much busy. busy. You were busy. Uh, let's kick off with South by Southwest. Uh, a couple of big movies came out, a couple of movies got really good response. Some people got an over enthusiastic response, and some movies did not get much of a response whatsoever. Okay, so pick your top three from South by Southwest this year and tell me why. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> well, I want to first and foremost say that unlike any other film festival, yeah. South by Southwest is very strange because it's a studio festival. Mm-hmm. It, it has become a studio festival. People do not go there for the small indies that are going to break out. Which they, is what used to be the case. What yeah. used to be the case yeah. and what most film festivals are. This one, not so much. It has become a studio premiere um, database, I guess you can say, and a way to test films to see, like, hmm, let's see if this works. Mm. Uh, two of which of those films were Stuber, which is the movie with Kumal Nijani. Which screened quite late in the festival. It did. That was Wednesday um, night? It was yeah. Wednesday night, and you know, was was a ballsy move too. By the way, by Fox, yeah, because press leaves usually either on Sunday or Monday. Yeah, so I was very surprised. There was there's three reviews for this movie up so far. It's me, Hollywood Reporter, and Variety. So that's it. I don't think they're wow. going to be getting a lot more. Um, that being said, I think the movie is good enough. Mm-hmm. It can use a little bit of tweaking, and I think that's the reason why they showed it here, yeah. to kind of gauge the reaction. Um, the other one that I don't know what's going to happen with it, but, I mean, it's going to probably do pretty well, is Good Boys, which I absolutely hated. I saw your reaction to that. Yes, I absolutely hated this movie. Um, and I was very happy uh, because something happened yeah. when I was at South by Southwest that ties into this film that I will not mention on air. Uh, which made me say, good, I'm very happy that this movie's gotten mediocre reviews so far, because what they did was really shitty. Um, anyway, um, you just weren't a good boy. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't get, it's, it's essentially super bad retold, but through, you know, like tween, tween eyes. And that's really it. Wait, I mean, I'll be honest with you. The the trailer came out around the same time that it screens. Oh yeah, they did on purpose. Right. And there were two movies that have held back their trailers. One was Good Boys and one was Stuba. Yes. Um, Because I was trying to get hold of that before the festival. Uh, Good Boys, I'll be honest, I know you didn't like it. It has had mediocre reviews. I actually, it really tickles my funny bone because I do love a good gross-out movie and I do love a movie with some really smart smut. (laughs) And I wouldn't say it's smart at all. Um, You know, if you want to talk about smart, we can go to book smart. Which I think another movie that got a lot of talk. Yeah. This movie Very positive. is fantastic. Right. I do want to call out the studio, however, for shamefully putting Will Ferrell and um, oh, what's the guy for who did Vice? Adam McKay's Adam name. McKay. Adam McKay's name before Olivia Wilde's name in the trailer. I thought that was a real yeah. douche move. Um, but the movie itself, again, nothing like the trailer leads you to believe. The trailer focuses on all this, like, raunchy comedy and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a little bit of that in there, but it's really character-driven. And the dialogue is really smart. Some of the stuff that goes on in the film is really clever. I don't want to spoil anything about the film. Yeah. And Beanie, Beanie Feldstein and I think it's Kate, Caitlin Deanver are really, really good uh, as this nice 
pairing. And I want to say that it's refreshing to see a studio film mm. where the lead actress is a plus size and there is no jokes mm. about that. There's no Fat Amy references where she's falling down. She's actually smart. She's sophisticated. She's really likable. Yeah. Um, and she has real flaws. Flaws where she looks at other people and she kind of judges them. Um, but I think that's very realistic. I think a lot of people are like that in this world, where they just look at others and make judgments without really knowing them. Yeah. So I really like that. And then lastly, I have to, you know, of course, mention this is Us, which I just want to tell everyone... Us is good. And it's us, not this is us. This is... Oh, you know how, <laughs> many, you know how many freaking jokes they made about oh, that? Like, they literally came imagine. on stage and they were like, we're going to show three episodes of This Is Us instead. I was like, okay. okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, this is Jordan Peele's follow-up to Get Out, and yeah. I know there's, a, like, a lot of expectation. I mean, I cannot tell you how long that line was at South By for this movie. It, like, wrapped up around the Paramount, down the block... Half the people didn't get in. Um, I haven't seen a premiere this big at South by Southwest in years. I've been going for 10 years. Mm. I think this is the biggest premiere they've ever had there. That being said, I feel like a lot of expectations were really high for this movie. And as long as you go into this film not expecting Get Out, you should be okay. Mm. It is, without question, a step down from Get Out. That's not, not negative, because you know when you but have that's something a step that's down from a high point, right? Exactly. Yeah. When you have something that's like a nine or a ten, if you're going down to an eight or a seven, it's not that bad. Yeah. And it's essentially it's nice because it's not the same thing, and it's something different. But just don't go in expecting expecting your mind to be blown. One movie I was really curious about this year at South by Southwest. It was one of the smaller movies, and I saw a little bit of talk about this online, but not a huge amount. Was a movie called Porn. Porno. Porno. Which I heard was terrible. That's a real disappointment. Yes, yeah, me too. Because it was something about I didn't see it after a couple friends of mine went to see it, and apparently it's about because the premise sounds great. It's yeah, it's a group of so kids. It's, about, yeah. it's a group of kids who uh, go into a movie theater and they fa- they find something attached to the Catholic Church in the movie theater. Yep, and uh, apparently. Hilarity ensues, or I guess it does not. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, they, they discover they release a sexy succubus. I know. It's, um, <laughs> but I also saw another movie called Snatchers, which I thought was going to be great as well, about yeah. like a girl who hooks up with her boyfriend as he returns home from Mexico, and he has a baby that is unleashed into her that it, she gives birth to the next morning. And I thought it was going to be really funny, and it was not. Not so much. I mean, it was a very, if I'm being 100% honest, I saw 18 movies at South by Southwest. Um, Five of them I would really recommend. Four would be like, eh, maybe. Okay. And and then the rest of them I would be like, you don't have to ever see these and you probably won't. (laughs) You're probably going to go straight to see it. So it wasn't a place where it was some of those smaller movies. Netflix were going like, hey, take all my money, dollar bills, yo. New. Uh, if you're watching the show live, of course, you're more than welcome to join us in the chat. We always appreciate that. Uh, in there already, Zenauer, uh, uh, BlackRock316, Nacho Man, Andy Cabbage. I like that name. Uh, Dimitri huh. uh, is in there as well. Uh, yeah, so there's quite a few people. Let's have a look at what people are saying already. Um, they are saying, it was this, uh, Nacho Man, Andy Cabbage, saying South by Southwest is like one big party, seemingly. Uh, Austin Weird. Azias uh, Bielu saying, I was in Austin. Uh, I would love to go to South by Southwest one day this is from Zeno. ashley's in the room ashley menzel hello uh caitlin and beanie are uh are to receive uh, an award at CinemaCon. uh Zeno, uh, um add that to going to san diego comic con so obviously Zeno wants to go to both <laughs> comic con i'm actually really interested about this year because last year i thought was a very low year the quality bar was very very low and it's very unexciting they've done a lot of changes with who's going to be there and I'm waiting to see which of the studios and which of the television companies are going to go there because the press coverage is going to be less bodies on the ground this year. They completely changed the way they're doing that. And I'll be honest with you, it's been overcrowded. So we'll see. And audiences seemed to be down last year yeah. on ticket sales. It didn't well, have that same feel. You know, you mentioned something about South by Southwest that I I said happened to Comic-Con, but I said this about Comic-Con about 10 years ago, Yeah, is that... Comic-Con used to be, uh, you know, pop culture and comics. Once the studios got their claws in Comic-Con, then it became Studio Comic-Con. Yeah. And that's where Hall H uh, 
you know, the lines were were, were around the block. Uh, some a, a poor soul. It was an unfortunate tragedy. Somebody actually even died. Mm. Yeah, uh, I uh, um, there. So, but now it seems less and less because the studios aren't uh, dumping the money in. I mean, it costs a lot. To, to, to throw in yeah. these 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 presentations there uh, at Comic-Con. And as you mentioned, the press and last year seemed to be uh, a down year. But every year I hear about it, it's, you, you can't get through it. You can't walk through. No, absolutely. So and a lot of people also in the chat are talking about things like Comic-Con. We'll, we'll get, there's plenty more to talk about that in the future. Uh, Seeing your nerd going back to South by Southwest, uh, no surprise the reviews are so no, not so good, boy. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the kind of movie that was either going to be really like, oh, my God, it's the next you know the next big gross out comedy or it's going to just kind of hang there in, in the middle ground and that's kind of I think where this is going to go uh, Ricky in the chat hello all good to be back watching live good to have you back Ricky uh, the prince that wasn't promised good morning all good morning uh, Nacho Man Andy Cabbage I've heard a lot of great things about Longshot it is it's actually amazing. saying Longshot is great it is so let's talk about that because that was another one that caught a lot of people's attention that film that people hadn't been talking about no, really no, before because, South well, because of the original name what? Because Longshot wasn't F- Flarsky. It's it, um, that was the movie. Seth Rogen's character's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was originally mm-hmm. called Flarsky, which actually I just like. I, I mean, this is an honest it, confession. I'm not a big fan of Seth Rogen. I I really don't find him that funny. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. That's awesome. so if you're looking for a party where you want a Seth Rogen impersonator, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> I thought uh, he was here. But it's, it's really, you know, it's it's fascinating because the trailer does did nothing for me. I yeah. don't know if you guys feel the same way. I was it very was underwhelmed by the trailer, yeah. which is why I was so surprised to see everybody going like, holy shit, this is great. Because it doesn't show how great their chemistry is. Yeah. And seeing Charlize Theron in this type of movie is so unique because, yes, she's done Tully and Young Adult where she's sarcastic and dry. Mm. But to kind of see her like play off Seth Rogen and actually make him better because of it, I think that's what makes this such a win-win. She wasn't a million ways to die in the West. Oh, I mean, do we don't mention can I, that can movie? I just we do not mention that movie. With Charlize Theron, and I don't mean this in a, in a, in a way that she, she just doesn't care about what she does anymore, but I think she, from looking at some of her choices in the movies that she's to- chosen to done in the last couple of years, it appears that she's giving a little less fucks about things like box office and just really doing stuff that she wants to do or finds interesting. And it's not driven by, oh, I need to be, it needs to be tentpole or it needs to be big or it needs to be dramatic or going after something. It's just like she quite fancies doing something that lands on her lap. And she's right. like, kind of like the Jake Gyllenhaal school of, of making movies and, and the Robert Pattinson school of making movies and even the Daniel Radcliffe school of making movies where it's like, this won't be a massive movie, but it's something I just, I want to do as a, as, as a professional. Do you, do you get that feel? Is this one of those which just I mean, happens to have landed really well? I think, you know, based on the fact that she hasn't done a studio comedy, and I think it's kind of funny because she's mentioned that in there, completely forgetting about A Million Ways to Die in the West because I think everyone wants to forget that even happened. I don't. You don't? You I, like, you I, I enjoyed it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Uh, I thought she was great. That, that, and in fact, uh, because of that, too, I, I looked at her and I said, wow, she can do comedy as well. Mm. And what I bringing up to your point is that you're right about her and she does. She tackles so many different genres. Yeah. And and I love that she can be in in a Mad Max Fury Road, and then she can do a Dully. She can do a she can do she's, a she long has shot. A lot. She's, she's ha- amazing. She Atomic has, Blonde. She's really good. She has she a lot is. of a lot of range as an actress. And I mean, this was the first time that I've actually seen her in the public spectrum. Yeah, and she was actually having fun. I mean, I'm telling you, she has People fun. forget to do that. And she, no, I mean, yeah. she has a very serious past. I don't know if you know her history. Some stuff happened to her parents were some yeah. like really, really shitty things mm. happened to her. So I get why she's more serious. But at the same time, seeing her on stage at South by Southwest this year, she was just having fun, especially when they brought out Boys the Men, which there was this great little like mini concert that they mm. brought out afterwards. And I mean, she was raw. She was just like in the corner jamming. She jumped up on the guy and started like dry humping. Like she was just like all out. Now she did mention she was drunk, so that's probably. <laughs> but, ha- but also having but in- it was nice seeing that side of Charlize. But Theron. having interviewed her, I mean, I, I think last time was for Gringo. She's oh, I'm sorry. she's a very mm, you, can't, you can't win them all. Sometimes you know what you have to cover movies that you don't quite like. Yeah. 
Maybe. Hmm. I'm being professional about it. Um, but, yeah, no, she... Uh, she was really funny. She has a very, very, very good and slightly dark sense of humour. Yeah. And she has a really filthy sense of humour. Yeah, yeah, she does. And she, so I don't know why people haven't looked at her for comedy before. Maybe maybe they have and it hasn't been the right project. She just hasn't felt it. But she's a she's really funny. She's yeah. genuinely someone I would like to, to hang out with and just have a chat and have a beer or do whatever. It's like you're, you're very... You're, you're 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 very rich. People think of you serious, but actually, you you have a wealth of other sides of your yeah. Yeah, I've seen her many. She's shown up to many at CinemaCon for a studio presentation. That's mm. exactly how she is when she was doing interviews. Again, going back to Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah, same thing. And Terrible like, film. Nah, I, 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 I kind of disagree. Yeah. I like uh, it. Okay. But, well, I mean, you're wrong. But okay. sure, sure. No. Hey, yeah. that was, that was genuinely, you. I'm a I'm a Seth MacFarlane fan. And I yeah, think that's one of yeah, the worst yeah, things he's done. Oh yeah, it was dark. But that we disagree. I, I, I just want to say one last thing before we move on. We from need Seth, to move on. Yeah. From South by you know, it's I want to point out what you just said about Comic Con and studio system. Yeah. I think the folks, and this is nothing against South by Southwest, but. South by Southwest is such a huge event, yeah. and it is dominated by the music and the interactive aspect mm-hmm. of it, that I think they know that the film is very much secondary. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for the studios bringing these movies with the big stars, I think the film programming would be dead. Yeah. Because I went to so many screenings during the uh, afternoon or in the morning yeah. that were like the smaller films and there was no like they couldn't even fill up part of that is going of, back to the right. thing about partying because there's a lot of partying that goes on at South yes. by Southwest yeah. so yes. it, but, and it's an it's a different kind of show because it's not just movies it's music yeah. Yeah. I mean when, when you have AOC showing up to these things like it's become a much more public uh, mm. publicized kind of an event when you're spending time saying oh AOC's here it's like yeah okay but also you've got to think about the fact that obviously part the partying and the networking is a big part of events like this and if you're out late at night and you, you're covering movies and then you need to do your work and you're out there networking and stuff the time that you do your work is the following morning the- which is kind of productive because that's when some of the movies that you really want to see some of the smaller ones don't get covered but also it's also really difficult to cover the small movies and turn that into bank but I- because a lot of sites don't want to cover those smaller movies but I also feel like the same thing happens at mm. Sundance. The same thing could be said about Toronto. I yeah, mean, it's, yeah, they're, true. In, they're in, true, true. you know, London there's, Film a Festival, lot of, many. there's a lot of parties that happen after these mm. movies. Every single movie has a party afterwards, regardless of the festival. And the thing is, is that it's just the, the atmosphere and the vibe that's there. Right. And I think, you know, the people in Austin, you know, who, who, who live there, you know, they go to South by Southwest. Yeah. They like the movies. They go, they're the people who go see the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. And, if it wasn't for the studios bringing these movies with the big stars, I think the film programming would be dead. Yeah. Because I went to so many screenings during the uh, afternoon or in the morning yeah. that were like the smaller films. And there was no... Like, they couldn't even fill Part up of that is going of, back to the right. thing about partying, because there's a lot of partying that goes on at South yes. by Southwest. Yeah. So, yes. it, but, And it's, an, it's a different kind of show, because it's not just movies, it's music. Yeah. I mean, when, when you have AOC showing up to these things, like, it's become a much more public, uh, mm. publicized kind of an event when you're spending time saying oh AOC's here it's like yeah okay but also you've got to think about the fact that obviously part the partying and the networking is a big part of events like this and if you're out late at night and you, you're covering movies and then you need to do your work and you're out there networking and stuff the time that you do your work is the following morning the- which is kind of productive because that's when some of the movies that you really want to see some of the smaller ones don't get covered but also it's also really difficult to cover the small movies and turn that into bank but I- because a lot of sites don't want to cover those smaller movies but I also feel like the same thing happens at mm. Sundance. The same thing could be said about Toronto. I yeah, mean, it's, yeah, they're, in, they're in, true, true. you know, London there's, Film a Festival, lot of, many. there's a lot of parties that happen after these mm. movies. Every single movie has a party afterwards, regardless of the festival. And the thing is, is that it's just the, the atmosphere and the vibe that's there. Right. And I think, you know, the people in Austin, you know, who, who, who live there, you know, they go to South by Southwest. Yeah. They like the movies. They go, they're the people who go see the smaller ones. When it comes to the people in the industry, I don't see I don't see a lot of people in the industry going to see these smaller movies. They might get around if they decide to stay a couple extra days, they might go see one or two of them. But I I think they're just there for like, hey, 
Maybe my quote will be on the poster or in the trailer for this next movie. Yeah. We need to move on from this. Uh, but people saying, uh, Ashley saying, yes, long shot is great. Going back to long shot. Uh, Nacho Man Andy Cabbage saying, long shot is on my to see list for sure. Uh, Mohammed uh, Lol uh, is in this morning saying, uh, will Tony Stark battle Thanos in Avengers Endgame again? We're going to talk about Avengers Endgame in a bit. Um, and Zayas Bilou on the, on the Charlize Theron thing. Yeah, she's in that point in her career where she can do any genre she wants, to be honest. Uh, Xavier Jones saying and Dimitri uh, Fox's Mouse Guard film and list. Yeah, I, I know we saw that story this week. Uh, that's that's great. Um, also, guys, you, sometimes you see stories and you you do throw them up in the chat. Um, there are a lot of websites out there at the moment putting out a lot of incorrect information um, about projects. So just because you read it on a website, it doesn't actually mean that this is something that is true. What? So we won't always. I know, we, <laughs> and it seems to be endemic at the moment more than it has been for a long time. So um, before we do these things, we, we're going to look into these uh, topics and stories. Quite Quite, quite often. Uh, yeah, so let's talk... Oh, v- very finally, before we go on this, and we'll keep this super quick, but Scott on this. Uh, Zeno Hour, so which is better, South by Southwest or TIFF? Ashley has said TIFF 100%. Oh, there is no doubt. I mean, there's a difference when you go to TIFF. Yeah. Because you're seeing the quality... I'm sorry, sorry, South by Southwest. The quality of films that you see at, at Superior. Tor- yeah, at Toronto are so much better. Mm. I'm sorry. Like they're fun movies at South by Southwest. They know their audience. And this year they really capitalized on that with the comedies and the horror movies. Well but they're it, hit and miss. Does yeah. memory serve that uh, um Quiet Place came out of South by it Southwest? Did. Like Paramount, like that was the first time yeah. they screened it. It got so and ready player right. one. Yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah, that, 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 that's I forgot how well that screening went last year. Yeah. Ooh. Um, <laughs> people went feral they went mad okay let's move on from this we've got a lot of other stuff to carry off on the show uh, thank you for your, your input on South by Southwest we really appreciate it and if you're watching the show and it's not live if you're catching up on it uh, do feel free to go into the comment section on YouTube uh, and as well as you're giving it a thumbs up uh, which you really appreciate um, and you're, you're obviously going to retweet and share the link uh, do feel free to post comments in, in the comment section and we can respond to those as and when we can okay moving on Captain Marvel did quite well last week uh, soaring past expectations and the trolls watch out for the trolls uh, with a year best $150 million, $153 million opening uh, very very good uh, I said I thought it was going to be I think last week about 150 maybe 155 so this is is in that margin it's a, Absolutely. a lot of other people predicted as well I'm not going to say I've got some sort of you know kind of highfalutin magical power uh, <laughs> I'm not a wizard um, interesting surprised what are your thoughts on that box office last week I actually think the negative like troll hate mm. actually helped this movie I think it did too I, I think I, it was massively massively had the opposite I mean, effect it, it, it's weird because I feel like there was not that much discussion about this movie, mm. and then once that you know the white male critic thing came out again, it was and all this hate was started. I feel like it was in the headlines for what two, three weeks uh, up to release of the yeah. movie. Which so, almost yeah. like a, I would say a, a solid month, if not more, because this all started well before the movie started to screen. It's funny so. because the same thing cut. I mean, not to go off on this, but. Uh, the same thing kind of happened to Green Book. Yes, it did. Because the first time, like, when Green mm-hmm. Book came out, like, it didn't do that well, and Universal was like, ah, shit. And then all of a sudden, all the hate, and it kept being in the conversation, and it kept moving up in the box office. Yeah, and, 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 don't, and, and don't forget, regarding Green Book quickly, is that it had the highest upticks uh, post-Academy Awards of a movie in eight years. Yeah. yeah. The Green Book, as far as its box office. Yeah. Crazy. I, I, but I mean, Captain Marvel, it's no surprise whatsoever. No. I mean, Disney was really pushing for this film, but also, I really think that the hate, like, really intrigued people to go out and see it. I mm. think people were like, you know what? I'm going to go see this and make up my own mind. I'm very happy that it did what it did. Me and that's too. continued to, and that it'll continue to do uh, big business this week. Did weekend. you like it? Oh, I liked it a lot. I, I mean, uh, far more than I really anticipated. Though, and it gave me, and I thought about it a lot, which doesn't happen a lot with with a lot of superhero movies. Mm. But this one, I did. Uh, we're going to talk about it today at Meet the Movie Press. But there was so much about it that I that I enjoyed, um, and I it, I think it's really fun. And I think it took time to get its story going. Simon, I I, I somewhat agree with what you had said 
Priorwoods. It takes a little time to 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 get its gears going. Yeah. But I felt that that was so necessary. And so many movies don't take the time to set things up. That movie took the time to put its players on the board, so you understood later on what was who these people are. But and also, I liked it more. And also, some that. other movies they they spend too long doing that, and then when it's like, here's a villain, here's a fight, defeated, end of this, and it's like it, it feels like this felt like two movies put together and working quite seamlessly. Yeah. It was an origin story, and it was a movie that then led into something with you have a nemesis, you have a reason for that that rivalry. Um, and it plays with a lot of things that it had set up. It kind of changes points if you've seen it. I won't talk too much about it because, obviously, spoilers for people who haven't seen it yet. But then a lot of other ones, they go like, origins, 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 origins. Oh, there's a bad guy. Oh, they're going to have a fight. Oh, the end of the movie. And it's right. it's, it's neither one or the other. No. Um, and the supporting cast this, this, yeah, was fantastic. Cast, given a lot of room to breathe in this, they, weren't, they didn't feel like supporting characters. No. They felt like fully drawn characters who already have arcs. Who are part of this, who are supporting, but not supporting cast, if you and know what I mean. There was no throwaways either. Yeah. There wasn't Very a character wastage. That, it was no, quite lean. And, and, uh, which I so, so appreciated. It's true. Yeah, really. I appreciated the nostalgia factor. I thought the soundtrack, both what, the it, score and the, um, the source music, I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah. I also want to point out that the nostalgia aspect of this movie is great because it's not like. Like as in your face as like a lot of this like the eighties movie movies where they have so many references. Mm. This one, like I mean, yes, it's the blockbuster, the one we see in the trailer, but there's just like these little tie-ins yes. to like a beeper and things of that nature where I felt were a lot more clever mm-hmm. and weren't as obvious. Especially there's the computer scene, which I thought was uh, great. Yeah, where, where it's just lo- yeah. loading. Um but yeah, I mean it's uh it's a great film and I, I and I, I think the star, uh, another big star in this movie that I feel like is not getting enough love is is Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, yeah. absolutely! I, mean, I think Ben Mendelsohn is, in a lot of ways, is kind of like the heart and soul of He's this movie. Very much uh, so. I, it, it, very genius casting. I know we're going to talk a, a lot about him on Anatomy of a Movie. Um, and again, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, I really thought that the end. At the end, it made me want to see Avengers Endgame that much yeah. more. more. Yeah. So. Let's get some chat uh, responses. John Harrison uh, saying Captain Marvel was a basic movie. BlackRock three one six saying I saw Captain Marvel, thought it was okay, but disappointed. I mean, I, I thought I thought it was good. I didn't think it was amazing. Uh, John Harrison, uh, I did not really do anything for me. Its success is definitely a surprise. Thought it would be eighty five million. Uh, John Harrison, not fifty five. Uh, John Harrison, uh, one five. Okay, I, I think you might be. Um, I fall asleep on the keyboard. Zayas Bilu, it was an okay film. Uh, BlackRock, just lots of fives. Uh, BlackRock three. Six felt like a movie. I mean, should I call a medic? I don't know. You know, you just don't know. Uh, Black Rock 3 and 6 thing felt like a movie that was made by four different people. Yeah, but a lot of these movies are, to be honest with you. Um, it didn't. It, it had an element of, of a lot of fingers in the pie for me, but not in a way where sometimes you have to shoehorn characters in in some of the movies, like, you know, the big ensemble mm-hmm. movies, um, which I think Captain America Civil War did particularly well. I think Infinity War kind of dropped the ball a little bit on, mm-hmm. on that. Uh, John Harrison saying a lot of the cast was wasted. Actually, in this one, I didn't, I didn't find that. I thought no. a lot of them were given more to do than, than purely being window dressing. Especially her best friend. Rambo. Rambo. Yeah, absolutely. I, the, the, there's a scene in which it's just the two of them. It's almost like in a diner. Maybe it's in her house. Yeah, it's yeah. in the house and, and, and in the kitchen. And yeah. God, it was so emotional. It was great. Uh, Jude Law and Annette Benning were wasted. I didn't think they were wasted. I, know, I, I disagree. disagree with that. I disagree with that. And I'm in agreement with my co-host for the first time in a long time. I disagree as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they I were used very disagree. nicely. Yeah. But also, I think out of I mean, out of Ben Mendelsohn's character and Jude Law's character, as much as I thought they were both great, I actually wanted to see more of Ben Mendelsohn's character. And you know, I, I think I, I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully more from Jude Law's characters in other Avengers movies uh, and other Marvel movies. But we'll we'll see. As uh, I Billy, I thought the action was good. Some people disagreeing with that. Uh, John Harrison, all of Nick Fury's intrigue as a character was wasted. You see, I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that one, which is entirely fine. Uh, Senior nerd, I very much enjoyed Captain Marvel. Brie Larson was a, a fantastic casting as Carol Danvers. Uh, the de-aging of Sam Jackson was out of this world and 90s nostalgia was tops. Um, I think you're probably more enthusiastic than I am. We're kind of gauging this, but I think, you know, valid point. Uh, Xavier Jones uh, Jr., Fury was wasted for sure. And don't get me started on his eye and goose. I mean, yeah, I thought that was kind of hokey. 
uh, that was fine. But to be honest with you, to, when people say that Nick Fury was wasted in this movie, Nick Fury has more screen time, more to say, and than more to do than, than any, any other, other movie, movie. Yeah. his character has been yeah. in in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I think far. And it I wasn't think a Nick next... Fury movie. No, he was no. he was the the sidecar right. to Captain Marvel's motorbike. Yeah. You know, it, an, an essential addition and a key part of that ride. Yeah. But, you know, if you're the sidecar, you're the sidecar. If you're the motorbike, you're the motorbike. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was, you know, it's still in, in, the, in the if it was into three in the tables of, of Marvel movies, it was low end of my top three. It's certainly in that top end of the middle. Um, but also when people say, oh, my God, there wasn't enough action. There's nothing wrong with some of these superhero movies, and, and the same goes for a lot of these big studio movies, say like Transformers and stuff like that, where it's not just action. You actually do develop characters. And it's been a complaint for me, and I know for other people previously, when you have a lot of action, but the characters aren't aren't perhaps as well drawn. And I think it's a character, Carol Danvers and, and Captain Marvel, are characters that are being explored at this point and mm. introduced. Not everything has to come that fully formed. Like, now you must understand everything about this very, very quickly because we're going to go from naught to 60 straight away! Fight, 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 fight at the end! <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, well, that was impressive, <laughs> but I didn't have a lot to deal with there. Style over substance yeah. can sometimes be distracting with, with these. And we've seen it Agreed. in other franchise and IPs as well. Scott, you look like you have a thought on this. No, I just I just want to say that I, I, I think it's so interesting that so many people think this movie is mediocre. I yeah. mean, I've I've seen so many reactions of this over the last couple of, of days. Mm, same and it, it just, I don't know what people were expecting from it. And I think people are kind of missing the point. Um, you know, one of the reasons why this is such a big deal and is that with with the exception of Wonder Woman, there just has not been a strong female superhero movie. And, you know, that's DC and this is Marvel. Mm. And Marvel is the big gun right now. I mean, I, I know DC is building up now. They're really doing a great job of that. But people are forgetting that this film serves as such an inspiration for so many women who have not gotten a chance to see these types of Roles for I think they've been underserved. I mean, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of people are very fond of Black Widow, a character that I'm not massively I, fond I of. Actually don't think so. but, like, I, but I think she's been horribly underserved. And I think, you know, the women in Black Panther were given something to do. And then in Avengers Infinity War, it was like they were window dressing. They really didn't have yeah. the, the meat and the might behind them that they had previously. I, and I also think it's interesting because, you know, people are going hard on this movie too. I feel like it, this is the first time Brie Larson has been in this type of big budget. Mm. Movie. Yes, I know she was in Kong, but like that to me, like she wasn't a lead in that. She no. was a supporting character. I liked her in that movie too, though. But it, you know, this is this is kind of like outside of her wheelhouse, and sure. like maybe what the, some of the complaints that people are having are that just that they ha- they're not used to seeing her in this, yeah, this yeah. type of material. I, and I'll what's very the quickly. Pre- I thought that her. Um, chemistry with Sam Jackson. They, they have to be so friends buddy, off screen yeah, they, because yeah, so buddy, buddy. you oh, they are, They're very, very good friends. Yeah, she, they I, I, spoke, I spoke to him about this because obviously they've done Kong together and she directed yeah. him in something. And, Unicorn Star. Yeah, and they, they have been friends for you know for a couple of years now. So they do genuinely have this natural chemistry. Which yeah. it, it does come across. It, oh, like... It carries the film in a lot of ways. Just their chemistry, their but camaraderie. It, but it wasn't too the, much. They didn't no, over-egg that pudding. It was natural. Yeah. That's why you have to be friends if it's going to come off that natural on screen. Uh, Ricky saying, uh, actually, a lot of chat uh, in this. You know, it's kind of, it, again, he's kind of really splitting people. Good news, though. John Harrison says his keyboard is acting weird, lol. Um, I meant to type <laughs> 155 with numbers. Uh, no need for an ambulance. So John is fine, which is good. Uh, thank <laughs> good, you, John. Good, good, good to know. Good We're to not going to know. Gonna lose a viewer uh, absolutely <laughs> wow so we're down 50% um, okay Nacho Man Andy Cabbage Jude is one of the best actors out there um, he's always great regardless of genre or movie or size of role uh, I mostly disagree with that I do think that Jude is having something of a renaissance um uh, right now, and I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, really pleased with this. As Ice Belusing agrees with me, which is great. Um, Blackrock three one six. If you watch Captain Marvel movie again, those that liked it but might like it more the second time. I have to say, seeing it at the premiere the other week, um, I was very, very, very lucky to be invited along to that. I actually enjoyed it more the second time I saw it. Um, that doesn't often happen with movies, um, and I had I had no real plans until I was invited to the premiere to, to watch it a second time so soon. Um, but I have to say, I actually enjoyed it more. I the agree. Time. I mean, you know, outside of like 
I'm trying to think what other Marvel movie. I don't know if there has been one where I rewatched it and I felt like it was just as strong the second time around or even better. Mm. I, I, I thought Captain Marvel was one of the rare ones that did that. John, ha- John Harrison saying Brie Larson isn't the problem. I think the Marvel formula is really wearing thin with this movie. Uh, they're lacking some meat to them. I don't know what it why it just doesn't feel special. I mean, the thing is, there are a lot of these movies and it is quite difficult to, you know, to sort of set them apart from each other because they're, they are standalone movies, but they're also part of a bigger thing. And we have, we're just two years behind Wonder Woman. And, you know, so this isn't the first one out of the gates. We right. kind of have seen this, you know, strong. Well, I mean, I know, oh, don't, don't compare the two. Um, but we, we have kind of, you know, ha- had, had a strong woman quite, yeah, quite recently in the superhero you know, movies. I, I, and there's more coming. So, the, and the women in Black Panther you know I, as well. So. You know what I will have to say though. There, this this movie, Captain Marvel has this really powerful scene near the end of the movie where she kind of gets her, all her powers and she uses them in full force. Mm. I know we can't say this and we shouldn't be saying this, but like, there's there is no no man's land scene in this movie, mm. which I think will go down as probably one of the best scenes of the last day mm-hmm. in the yeah. movie. Yeah, because I mean, you—I just got goosebumps when I watched that scene, and I mean, yeah. it's there's something so inspiring about mm-hmm. seeing that scene that even though like it's 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 like a crowd cheering moment when she uses right. all her powers in this, it just doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. Uh, Jack Dennis saying, uh, "Will oh, actually, uh, we'll get to that one in a second. Uh, Carly. Uh, Carlito Lee uh, saying welcome Carlito uh, Brie wasn't right for Carol you people find something special about her acting skills and they clearly didn't show in Carol sadly she filmed M Game before this I didn't think she was bad I didn't think she was like it was a spectacular um, performance but I think she was certainly fine and again you know we we are being introduced you might you might know everything about Captain Marvel and Carol Danvers um, but this is really for those uninitiated people who have to be introduced to this character. And sometimes if you come out of the gate with all the dynamism, where do you go from there? Right. So, you you know, it's nice to see. And we sometimes we do that with characters in series like Marvel and DC. When you come out at 60, it's like, where do you go with it? Because then right. any any place you take it from there and any actor will tell you this. If you come out going full throttle, you 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 kind of fuck yourself over a bit mm-hmm. because you don't really have a lot of wiggle room. You can either go backwards and people go, hey, what happened? Or you go sideways and people go, oh, my God, it's the same. Yeah. Or when you go forward, it's like, oh, haven't you gone forward much? What happened to that? You came out so strong. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of difficult with I that. I also think a lot of the reason what, what, what hurts this movie for people who are not too familiar with the comics mm-hmm. Is that this character, and I know there's been a lot of chatter about this. This is not really a big character, you know. Yeah, it's not. And I Who, mean, I know Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Or, you know, it's not, but yet she's perhaps the most powerful character within the Marvel universe. Like not just cinematic; mm. she is literally one of the most powerful ca- characters within that universe. Period. And you're right; she was. Kind of, it's almost like Guardians of the Galaxy. They were B players in the Marvel universe until until the movie. Same thing with Iron Man. When you started off the MCU with Iron Man, he wasn't Spider Man. And it became a hit, and I really liked Gerald Danvers. But even even Thor, one of the bigger ones, was like, you know, Thor Ant Man. Right. (laughs) Doctor Strange. Yeah. You know, these are certainly level B or level C to, to the layman. Maybe to not layman. if you're a yeah, hardcore yeah, yeah. comic fan, but to the layman. And at the end of the day, these these movies are made for a wider audience. People who obviously love them because they, uh, they, they are big comic book fans and people who know fuck all about Captain Marvel. Sure. Yeah. No Absolutely. idea. No yeah, idea. Yeah. Didn't even know she existed yeah. until they knew this movie was being made. Yeah. Same with Doctor Strange. Dude with a cape and a beard and fucking magic hands. Yeah. You know? Harry Potter with a mansion. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes. Pretty much. Uh, but I mean, I love I love Doctor Strange. Uh, okay, we need to move on from this because uh, we could be here all day. Uh, I, I was asked oh by my God, um, a lot of people talking about by, this. Yeah, a lot of people talking about this. Uh, by Jacks asking uh, what what is the movie that I didn't think um, Jude Law was particularly good in. We could be here all day. Yeah, because, I mean, I like I like Jude personally, professionally, and also as an actor. But let's not pretend that you know. I mean, there's quite a few movies that came out in the last. Repo Man's a really good example. Repo Man, a terrible film, <laughs> terrible film that even he's not great in. Yeah, you know that's one. There was the the, the uh, Black Sea, I think it was. Oh, I like um, Black Sea. 
Which you didn't was like, like, the not a great movie. movie. Yeah, the Subway movie. I like that movie. Yeah, it was he wasn't I good at. Was... Vo- I like Vox Locks, but he wasn't good at it. No, no. Oh, interesting stuff about that. Yeah. Uh, people asking about Dark Phoenix. We're going to get to Dark Phoenix over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm get too excited about that. Uh, sorry, guys. Wouldn't get too excited about. That. Take your levels of hope down a little bit. Okay, let's talk about the other the other big story this week. Um, no Bohemian Rhapsody sequel in the works. Early this week, a story came out. Thanks, internet. Um, where apparently there were there was a, a, someone did an interview and he was like, okay, they're looking at maybe doing a sequel to Bohemian Rhapsody. That's now being debunked. This is the thing about rumors. There is now no Bohemian Rhapsody sequel in the works. There wasn't really Bohemian. <laughs> Rhapsody sequel in the works because what do you do? Why? It's Philadelphia. Well, I mean, yeah, it's that's like what Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I mean, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. The, the age years, the get, death. They're going to get the movie that a lot of people wanted. Well, then it's like you like, uh, replace him with Adam. It's like you don't. That, that story. They left that story at about the right place. Yes. But what do you do? It's like it's yeah. basically where where Freddie has a couple more years and then dies, and then they replace him with someone in the band. And that's it, not that's not the Queen story. That's not no. the Freddie Mercury story. That's that it's, that would not no. make a good. That's the Grease two. Yeah. I mean, okay, I kind of like Grease two, but that, no, you. This is not the kind of movie where. Oh, okay. We should carry on the story. Yeah. Spoiler: We know what happens. Yeah. Radio Gaga happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, in, in but like... again, it's, it's there isn't really the band doesn't really evolve or go into anything. The only part, next part of the story is that he dies from AIDS. Yeah, that's it. That's the dark and gritty version I, that, we wanted. That's, the, that's, that's what people wanted. That's, that's that's like, it could have been talking and, about and why. The people wanted, I mean critics. And yeah. that's it. Um, because <laughs> no one like, else would see that movie. Well, I, I really like Bohemian Rhapsody, but I'm like, you, this is not one of those stories where it ends and you have to then go, where's the second part? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. With so much more of their library to mine. Like... <laughs> The, the follow-up to Radio even, Gaga, Radio Goo Goo. I, I mean, I don't even think it's to do with the music. No, I just I, think it's there is this thing where if a film is successful, maybe you should look at doing a sequel. But sometimes you end stories at a, at a point where it's like you know what the rest of this is not like. It's not that they've made one Star Wars movie and they set up another one and then they just never did another one or like Divergent. Um, <laughs> you know, this is not. You know what happens Golden next, compass. but you end it on a on a on a point, a really important point in it, and they explain what happens next at the right. end of the movie. Right. So it's it's you don't have to. No. Sometimes a, a full story can be half told because you know what the full story is. You know, they never made a sequel, thankfully, to Midnight Run. Don't need it. Midnight Run. <laughs> Midnight what Run. the, the Charles so Grodin? Random. I know, but we're just Incorrect. talking about correct, huh? Incorrect. They, they, they did. Sequ- they made a number of sequels to Midnight Run. I found this out quite recently. Oh no! Way. Many of which went theatrical? straight to DVD. Oh, well, oh no, they were never theatrical. theatrical. They were, but no, they have made many sequels to to Midnight Run. I did okay. not know that. Well, I did oh, not I know that. Out, I said corrected. I sorry. I'm going to cry right now. They also Jesus made a sequel Christ. to Benchwarmers. Thank God for that. <laughs> and Backdraft Woo! Two. Backdraft. <laughs> Backdraft Back 2, yeah. Down. There was a trailer that came out this I week for Backdraft 2. Backdraft 2, Backer, Draftier. Yeah. <laughs> my my farts know, on fire. Yeah, because you know that Only the Brave did so well in theaters. Just. I mean, I mean, this, I believe, is going straight to straight oh, to home course, entertainment. Yeah. Surprise! Yeah. Spoiler! Yeah. Plot twist! Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. But yeah, so you're, you're obviously very happy that there's going to be no... Uh, Nohemian Rhapsody. No. Yeah, I like the Nohemian Rhapsody. Thank you. I like that. Uh, that was I basically good. spent the whole week working, working on, on that, that pun. Well, it worked. That's all I've got. It was That's good. all I've got. It's all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, nobody saw the, the, you know, I'm not surprised that kind of, you know, there might, people have asked that question because even the people behind the movie didn't see its success and, you know, thought Rami was great, but did not, I don't think they at all thought it was going to be uh, Oscar nominated or as hugely successful at the box office no. as it was. Fox um, didn't, for Fox sure. Certainly Fox did not. Not. No. They did not see that coming. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there you go. Uh, okay, uh, other news this week. A Forrest Gump Bollywood remake is in the works. Could it actually work? Question mark, our slash film this week. Um, there, have been, there have been, a lot of people don't know this, but there have been a lot of Western movies that have been remade right. for Indian cinema, for the Indian subcontinent. Um, so when people, I know a lot of people saw this this week, I'm like, you're going to remake this as a Bollywood movie, rah, rah, rah. And I'm like, this is not the first time that this has happened. Right. It's happened many, many times. I would actually be kind of curious 
to see what they do with this if they did a remake. I quite like Bollywood movies. It's not an area of, of great expertise or great passion for me, but I do enjoy them. Indian cinema is surprisingly good. It's very good. Uh, there are some great rom-coms and, and stuff that have actually just popped up on, uh, I think it was Amazon Prime I was looking at the other day. If you're not aware of, of Indian cinema, you should really check it out. Mm. Seriously. It's they, very And every once in a while, one comes out at the box office and sure. winds up doing really great. Absolutely. Too. In fact, some theaters throughout the, some of them larger through like Fathom Events, yeah. they, they, they showcase Bollywood movies and they sell out mm. when they do these one-night events at these at theaters. And I believe it's AMC Cinemark Regal. Uh, so that's uh, there is an audience. I grew up in Biscataway, New Jersey, and there's a small town mm. next to me. Biscataway out of here. Yeah. <laughs> they actually have a very large Indian population. Really? And one of the theaters literally holds two or three of their screens just to show Bollywood movies. Oh, that's cool. Well, it's the yeah. same in, in, in certain parts of um, in certain parts of London and, and Birmingham in the UK where they do dedicate, you know, because it often happens in the UK where if there's a if there's an Indian movie that's coming out, and it can be Bollywood, it can be Indian action or whatever, um, they do end up often in the top ten of movies that are seen that week. Um, because, you know, there are large communities who will turn out for these movies. And it's the same here when occasionally a, a Hispanic or Latina um, right. movie will make the top ten because of the sheer volume of, of that particular target audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you and know, they and, again, the there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, Latinx uh, movies uh-huh. that, that come out that a lot of audiences don't go to see. But are very very good. Absolutely, it's funny. People will go like, "Oh, Roma," because it's arty and Mexican. Then we'll watch that. But oh, here's a comedy, and they're some of them are brilliantly outlandish mm-hmm. and a lot funnier than some of the stuff that Hollywood puts out sometimes. Absolutely, you know, and you don't have to be Mexican or or generally Latino or Hispanic to to understand these movies. They're just funny situations, mm-hmm. and sometimes they laugh at our culture. Sure. Which is fine, because if you want to laugh at someone else's, you should be able to take a joke about Absolutely. your own. Which is, yeah, it's, it's really important. Uh, Zeiss B. Lu saying, uh, Nollywood Nigeria already made a remake of it, I think. Yeah, I mean, Nigerian cinema, Nollywood. There are some really good Nigerian movies that come out. Nigeria has uh, some really funny comedy stuff, but also they make some really interesting dramas and action movies. Really? Yeah. Really interesting dramas and action movies. A lot of the guys who work in Nollywood have really studied, and obviously a lot of it is considerably at lower budgets than Hollywood, so it can look a little bit hokey or, or less less polished. Um, but they've been watching, they've grown up on American movies, and they're sure. trying to replicate that kind of thing. So again, that's another area to, to really look into. It will be very alien to many people, right. but it's worth checking out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Macho Man, uh, Macho Man Andy Cabbage saying, A Star is Born apparently has been remade by Bollywood. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah. Jack Dennis saying, uh, Good morning, Miles. Uh, almost Famous <laughs> sequels set in the late 80s. Could be interesting. I love Almost Famous. Um, you know, I think it's which again. Zayas Bilu saying, I love Nigerian movies. Yeah. It's funny, a lot of people look to Asia for world cinema and they sure. kind of completely forget sort of you know the african subcontinent and the indian subcontinent oh, yeah. they always go towards you know sort of china japan korea um it's worth checking out seriously yeah. if you enjoy bit, getting a bit more diverse in your in your viewing habits and you won't like all of them and not all of sure. them are good i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that everything coming out of you know sort of south america is great there's you know like hollywood there's a lot of shit um but there's some really interesting stuff Really interesting stuff. Nice. Scott, you look pensive like you want to say something. Oh, I was just going to say, are we? I'm just curious because I, I didn't see it on the rundown sheet, and I know you don't like to add things in, but I think we should talk about uh, Destin uh, Daniel Cretton getting the uh, Shang Chi movie. Yes, let's talk for about Mar- that. For Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I've I've gone on record many of times that I'm a big supporter of Short Term 12, and it's kind of I felt like it was kind of fitting. Because we were we we're talking about Brie yeah. earlier, and now we're talking about yeah, absolutely. Rami. Um, so, you know, this is a, a man who has not done a lot of films, mm-hmm. uh, Short Term 12 and The Glass Castle. Um, and to actually have a Asian lead superhero film, I think, is going to be a big deal. Yep. And with a director like him, I think he's going to do a fantastic job with mm. it. Again, what I've loved about this is something that I've loved with both Marvel and DC is that they've taken directors and they put them outside of their wheelhouse yep. and made them do these movies. Uh, there's a there's Shazam's coming out soon, which was directed by David F. Sandberg, who who started off making YouTube videos. Yeah, right. and you know essentially and made, horror. Yeah, predominantly. And, and you know, 
to see him kind of transition into a big, huge movie is great. And I, I think there's a lot of uh, expectations for this film. This director, I feel, has been very underneath the radar. Mm. Uh, and I think he's a, one of my favorite directors. And I'm, I'm really excited to see this movie. Yeah, yeah no, it, it, it seems quite funny that it, it, there are a couple of areas. And we know, obviously, with, you know, Miles Moranis, we have, you know, uh, a, a different racial uh, racial makeup when it comes to uh, some some really large characters. And obviously, we've had representation in Black Panther. Um, I think it, it, it makes perfect sense in the time is now. Sure. And I'll be honest with you, I think there's going to be less controversy and less, like, ooh, comeback from this. Because for some reason... When it comes to sort of Asians and action, uh, the industry and the audiences have always been open to that. Like Absolutely. from back in the 70s, the likes of Bruce Lee and stuff like sure. that. It's, it's kind of it's always fascinating to me. But we don't we don't have that out there. And I think let's let's fill that niche. Let's, there's a hole here that people, I think, will be really interested in. If yeah. you want action. I think. Well, also, I, I just real quick. I mean, what's interesting about this news mm. is that. This is going to be the first, yeah, I guess it is the first time, the first time that Marvel is going to actually beat DC to something. Because, you know, Wonder... Good point, actually. Yeah, because Wonder Woman really, like, set the bar. It did. And, And I mean... Absolutely. And, you know, Captain Marvel came a couple years later, and, you know... I re- just saw Shazam a couple weeks back, mm. and there, my friend Lewis uh, from Nuke the Fridge, there you go, shout out for you, buddy. Um, he he said at the end of the movie, he said, you know, the representation in this film, and I mean, there's Asian characters, black characters, sure. and they're all coming together at the end of this film mm. without giving anything away. And it's so refreshing to see that, and it's done in such a way where it's not showy. You yeah. know, like, it's not like, oh, look what we did It's not here. signposted right. everywhere. So, yeah. so to kind of see hear his comment and then a couple days later and hear this news that this is happening I was kind of like wow like it's interesting they're actually but, got but a leg up for once but that's the way it should happen I know you know I, I mean we should just come agree. to watch and, and accept it it's like I, I think I, I know I've said this before when you watched a movie like A League of Their Own there was no like you didn't go oh wow it's an all woman you went because it was a, a a damn good movie number one that happened to have a fantastic all female cast that was based on a true story about all woman baseball team mm. and it wasn't showy it wasn't you know you had Penny Marshall attached to it so that's the way movies were we didn't put up big signs uh, saying this is an all blah 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 cast. And that's the way it should be. You should get an audience in by it being a good movie, um, you know, regardless of, you know, the the cast and the variety of people in a movie should be great, but people should like the movie and it shouldn't come off as, like, medicine. I know, and it shouldn't feel like, like, like there's an agenda. Correct. Which, is what, which I feel like this is a big problem right. in Hollywood right now and is that everything feels like it has an agenda. That's a perfect way to put it. You need someone to help on that. <laughs> um, uh, John Harrison embraced the fact that Ezra Miller is gay and leaning into the fact that uh, that uh, he's the first mainstream LGBTQ superhero I so. movie. I hope so. Uh, but, you know, there'll be people that, that oh. don't hope so. Animation dude, which is, you know, okay. Yeah, yin and yang. Uh, or yin and homophobic. Uh, <laughs> animation dudes, um, it'll be interesting to see how much Marvel retcons uh, of Netflix's Iron Fist to craft Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah, as uh, Xavier Jones Jr. saying, I agree with Scott. Um, I like how both companies choose directors. Yeah, really, really good point. Um, and we're going to move on from this very quickly. Uh, Ozias Bilu saying, I hope Shang-Chi is grounded. Um, can't wait for that. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm, it's a character I'm really super psyched about. Jack Dennis, where's Fantastic? Four two. Okay, very briefly before we go into box office this weekend, um, we are going to talk about. Uh, yeah, do you want to talk about this? Talk about this—the fact that there's a, the um, a Doctor Doom movie plot. Apparently, the Doctor Doom movie is uh, is on hiatus, uh, and obviously because it's a Shocker. Fox property no. and Disney. I would actually, and here's my point on this. Uh, this is coming from Noah Hawley this week. We haven't had. And correct me if I'm wrong, a Marvel movie where the the titular character has been the villain. No. So it hasn't mm. been a villain movie. Disney have obviously done it and they're doing it with live action stuff. But we haven't had anything in the MCU that, you know, in the new MCU that has been focused around the villain. Closest it's always around the heroes. This is the last Avengers movie. That's yeah. the closest thing you got yeah. so far. 
Yeah. So I think actually the one reason I would like to see a Doctor Doom movie is if it was Doctor Doom as the main character, uh, as as the driving force, rather than just being the nemesis and being the yang to the ying. I li- I'd like to see that. And I think that could be the core, potentially, if we're going to look at doing Fantastic Four again, doing it that way. I always love... I mean, the truth is, is that I've always found villains more interesting than superheroes and often underserved in both dc yes. and marvel and i mean i would love to see standalone villain movies yeah. I, i'm i'm surprised that we haven't done this yet it's, it's well kind of, the joker is coming out later on I know, but, but it's the only character i mean yeah, everyone yeah. knows the joker know. it's like blah 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 i'm talking about like how about the penguin movie or the riddler movie or like i don't know like Magneto the movie, like mm-hmm. Magneto as an as an awesome. I guess villain. the closest that's come to it is really Suicide Squad, where they are not heroes; right. they're like the alternative heroes, sure. but they still end up being the the yeah. over the bad guy. Right. But anyway, okay, let's move on. Uh, we've got t- about seven minutes left on the show this week. I want to talk about. Uh, we've obviously covered Captain Marvel. Box office likely to be number one again this week. Yeah. Not a lot of competition. A couple of movies are being released this week though. Uh, five feet apart. Uh, let's talk about that one first of all. You saw this, Scott? I did. I enjoyed it. Um, it's not fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, it's exactly like the trailers lead you to believe. And Haley Lou Richardson proves once again she's an, a remarkable talent. And I, I hope her career takes off someday soon. Um, you haven't seen this at all. No, no, no I stay away from disease hospital movies. It's, yeah, I can understand. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, it's, it's, yeah. it's nothing against this movie yeah. in particular. Yeah. No. Um, it's uh, also this week, uh, Captive States, which this and Five Feet Apart are movies that had their reviews very, released very, very late in the know, day. Do they even do? Ca- I don't, some there was a review. Stayed, some people have seen it. Today. Yeah. But uh, this was a movie I was trying to see, and it hasn't really had any reviews. But apparently, reviews that were made available were held back till the very last last minute, like the minute that it Today. opened in movie theaters. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Captive State, which, to be honest with you, has an interesting cast, and obviously the director of uh, the uh, Apes movies, right. and yet this just appears to just come out not really. I don't know what happened with this movie. It's no focus too, but it's yeah, it's just just like being dumped, yeah, in the schedule for no apparent reason. So not really, um, sort of a lot of anticipation. Yeah, I want to know one. what's going on with studios right now. In all fairness, Focus is doing this, and then also they're dropping a Focus, uh, not a Focus feature, a uh, Fox Searchlight movie, like either next week or the week after with Kiara Knightley. Oh, the oh, aftermath, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which I heard nothing about until like today. Like yeah. I looked on Facebook and someone posted about it. That one I can sort of kind of. That might just be caught in the Disney Fox thing. I mean, you know, if, if you but with with the the Focus movie, I have no idea. Yeah, no idea. I don't, I don't know. Like why? Who? And I, I, again, I only heard of that Captain State not too long ago. Who's even in it? You say a fascinating cast. Like John Goodman. Uh, what's his face from Moonlight? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> God, I've completely blanked yeah. his name for a second. Marshall Ali. No. no. No, no. Like to the kid, the middle one. Oh, God, okay. I can't remember his I name either. Okay. But yeah, I mean, but it's it's you know, it looks like it's a big movie as in scale, right? But it's just just hanging there. Huh. Um, okay, so Wonder Park is also coming out this week. That's another movie that's been dumped. Obviously, there are allegations of of inappropriate behaviour by the director of that movie. Um, that story that came out yesterday, uh, oh, so it hasn't actually got really a director that they're pushing out I there. Didn't, I didn't know that. Wasn't I didn't know that, that either. Yeah, Wonder Park is. Um, I know the movie is the just. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing a lot about it on TV, but I'm seeing no, no real interest in that at all um so looking at box office we're going by box office mojo this week uh, captain marvel's gonna be number one wonder park is looking out of the new releases to come out on top with around 13 million followed by five feet apart which is going to be looking at about 10.5 medium by by their estimates um but yeah where is the other one uh, there's a, a, a captive state is coming in what around sixth um, with about 4.5 million. And then right behind that is a, a Spanish language comedy, a sequel, um, No Manchester Frida 2, two. Right. which is uh, 3.4 million. That's um, which again is only above like Lego Movie 2, Elite Battle Angel, and Green Book, which have all been out for quite a while. And Green Book um, just came out on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. I just got it. And it's just, you know still yeah. likely to be in the top 10 this yeah, weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so very interesting um, and slightly weird weekend. Um, at the yeah. box office, it's a lull between Dumbo, uh, Dumbo, Avengers Us. is coming out. Us, Us is, is coming week. out. Yeah. yeah, so 
you know, just and then the week after that, well. or two weeks after that, Shazam as well. So yeah. I think it's uh, it's interesting to be to be around that. They're also doing, aren't they doing preview, which is a ballsy move by them on the two tw- weeks before Shazam. Yeah, that's next weekend. Is it next weekend or weekend I think after? It is next weekend. They haven't done one of those. Um, in a no, they, long... no, they did it for Aquaman. That's not true. Did they really? That was, yeah, yeah they that was the last time again. Warner and, they, and then they did it for Bumblebee. Wow. What do I know? They did do it for one Bumblebee, actually. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And it's 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 movies that they believe in, right? You know, and I but think I remember like in the eighties and nineties, they all, used all to the do time. these sneaks Every, yeah, all the time. of the time, especially in the summertime. I miss those. Me too. And you get a double feature. Yeah. yeah, you'd get to stay for that feature and stay for the feed, and it's usually the same studio because the money that they make, the money that they make for uh, for for Shazam, mm-hmm. goes into the other uh, Warner movie. Um, that it preempts because yeah. that's what they usually try to for, for me this weekend it's three movies coming out that i'm just surprised that netflix didn't buy obviously there's a netflix movie uh that is out this week with triple what's threat. triple threat which looks like it's got actually you know a pretty good cast ben affleck leading um that that cast so i'm going to check that out on netflix this week but not a lot of reviews around for that movie either um and the reviews oh, that i have seen you can is also like watch the highwayman Yes, which is at South by Southwest. Yeah, I'm not really that particularly excited about Can't it. Wait. If you have problems sleeping, put it on. Oh, I'll help you. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so a lot of you are also talking about some other things in the chat. We really appreciate that. We really appreciate you as well is telling people about the show. We'll get back to that in just a second. But Animation Dude wanted to get this just before we finish. Uh, with a book deal already signed, how long until a movie based on the infamous college cheating scandal is announced? That this week... Was a tremendous story. Um, it's it's just it is so wrong. Yeah, so wrong. It's angering. It's angering. Like, I, yeah, and but no just, surprise. I don't know why no, anyone's surprised. No, I'm, not, surprise. I'm not. It's it's weird. It's I had this conversation with my neighbors, yeah. going, I'm not surprised. <laughs> But at the same time, it doesn't piss me off any less yeah. right, because right. now it's brought out to the light. And like I knew, you know, I went to Boston University. And there was a lot of money mm. at Boston University. Well, that, and I know how I yeah. got in to BU. And, and it was so funny because Howard Stern was talking about, it was yeah, I was an idiot. I had to go to this College of Basic Studies school at BU. And I'm like, I did too. I had to go in through all this. And to hear about such forgery and, and like photoshopping People yeah. on like water polo, and they were saying, the "Well, water there, there was a guy who was who was a pole vaulter, and it wasn't even uh. the kid." And then the pole vaulter, who really is a pole vaulter, is like, going, uh, "That's me," and it's like his picture's on his mother's fridge at home. But I'm like, surely if you're not a great pole vaulter or don't even pole vault, and then someone goes, "Oh yeah, Brian, you're you're going to be on the, uh, the, the the school uh, pole vaulting team." He's like, "Why? Uh, yeah. like, apparently you're amazing at pole vaulting. <laughs> Fucking what? Yeah. what? <laughs> I'm what now?" And, and and the guy yeah. the, the, the 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 head of twenty five million dollars Thanos is was his making. name Thanos he doesn't feel so good <sighs> okay guys uh, we need to wrap the show up thank you so much we didn't talk everybody. about the trailers this week we're not yeah yeah we're bad. just not we're just not gonna do it okay. I mean. No, let's let's very quickly actually talk about the Avengers Endgame trailer. We'll just take a couple more minutes to do that because I did I did give that a, a shout out at the top of the show and it's in the show description. So um, I have to say, after being quite underwhelmed by Infinity War, um, or as much as I enjoyed it, I was a little bit underwhelmed. This is really something that I'm getting particularly excited about. Mm-hmm. It sets it up really nicely, and I think the trailers give you enough, and this one especially, but without giving too much away, without too much spoiler, it's a really nice prologue you are not gonna you are i can tell you're gonna disagree with me on this one scott i do i just i i feel like they, they're just put this trail out just because the movie's coming out yeah. and I, I think again i man i, I give mendelson a lot of love he comes up in my fucking facebook feed too much but like he pointed out like this is just kind of like a push for like captain marvel again at the end yeah. of the trailer um but like it's it actually put it best it's like kind of like someone talking old footage someone talking old footage and it just it it does enough to build up expectations but i didn't feel like oh my god this is amazing which is why i'm actually looking forward to it more for those exact same reasons by the fact that it's like love this movie love this movie come on love this movie you've got to love this movie and i didn't feel it's pushing as hard as some of the other ones well a couple of things about it no it doesn't and a couple of things about this too is that there was a wonderful article written in i believe it's this morning's hollywood reporter i forget Mm. the author's name but they wrote about how little they did to this, you know, for the trailer and the marketing 
going forward. Now, from what I understand, they're not even using footage. Like, they're only using the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're telling you nothing about the movie. This is the way trailers used to be made. (laughs) So so I go back to that. I am with you, Simon. I thought the trailer was fantastic, especially after watching Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Leading into this trailer, I was was surprised the trailer wasn't on Captain Marvel, to be honest with you. It it was really, that was a missed opportunity for the big screen. But I really, I liked the trailer a lot because it just... It, it ramped up excitement without giving anything really away. Yeah. We knew that Captain Marvel's going to be in this movie. Uh, so I was, yeah, I'm in. I, I'm really looking I'm forward to it. I'm not saying that, that was, I'm not in. I just, I'm just saying, like, in terms of a trailer, I don't even think it needs to exist. I think it's just... No, but I think, yeah, I, mean, I think there are so many movies that fall into that category these days where the money is already printing itself. Yeah. Right. You know? They don't need. I mean, they could literally do nothing to promote this movie, and it would still make an absolute shed load of money. I agree. So, I mean, but I, I mean, I think, and this is a really great opportunity. And like you say, it goes back to some of the trailers of the old days where yeah. it, it's, it doesn't show you all the great bits. And I think that is something where many IPs have fallen over in the last couple of years by by putting a lot of some of the really great, captivating, original, and dynamic scenes in the trailer. When you see them in the movie, where they're meant to most have that context, the highest impact, mm-hmm. that impact is is lost. You know the jokes, they're funny, the laughs are less. You know the action scenes, what they're gonna look like. You have an idea. I don't need. I don't need that. I want to be really. I want to. I want you to blow me yeah. away when I sit there. Agreed. Like you show me something I have never seen before. Not that I've just been watching twenty times I on agree. my phone. Right. right. That I um, agree. Spectacle I agree. is. Yeah. King. Is it true that the runtime for this is three hours? I think it is. That's what they're rumoring. Yeah, yeah I'm getting a catheter fitted. <laughs> I'm getting a catheter fitted Ouch. for this. Ouchie. Yeah. Avengers. Avengers uh, piss pants. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, Dimitri, who are you? Where can we find you? You can find me right here the best show about the business for the business, Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press, and also in Popcorn Talks, Anatomy of a Movie. Later today, we will be actually discussing, uh, reviewing, and breaking down Captain Marvel. Can't wait. Uh, Scott Menzel, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M. You can also go to WeLiveEntertainment.com. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at ShowbizSimon on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can also follow the show on Meet Movie Press at Twitter. Really appreciate it. And as I say always, the whole reason we're here is because you're here. If there's not enough of you or you aren't here, there's no point in us doing it. So thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. Please do tell everybody and anybody um, that will listen uh, that you like this show. We really want to grow um, and we really want to continue to be here and that's how that will happen or not happen so thank you so much indeed we really appreciate it we will see you next week here when we're going to be talking about many other things including us which you've already seen yes i'm gonna pee my pants have a great week (laughs) from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.